Because his kiss, his kiss, I can't resist. Because his kiss is on my lips. And Wait, um, isn't it list? Oh, is it list or lips? I don't know. I thought it was lips. I've always thought it was lips. I thought his it was kisses li- on my list. Yeah, like the list of kisses I'd like to have. <laughs> okay, is it always list? You're saying the song. No one never says his kisses on my lips. They might, but I feel like throughout the song they kiss are primarily saying list. Is well. It's your kiss, first of all. The song is Kiss on My List. I thought so. Well, that's embarrassing. I thought so. No, I've, been, not. I've been saying lips my whole life. I mean, that makes more sense. That's really not embarrassing. It sure is. Singing the wrong words to a song your whole life? <laughs> it's not. People do that all the time. <laughs> well, I don't want to be one of them. Especially, I mean, that makes perfect sense. On my list. Yeah. Uh, is it a list of kisses they want or a list of the best kisses they've ever had? <laughs> Both reasonable lists to make. Yeah. <laughs> a list of people that you've kissed. Yeah. But, then, but then, like, saying, the matter, saying your kiss is on my list, if it's just a list of people you kissed, it's just stating a fact. It's a song yeah. about, like, I've kissed you at some point <laughs> in my life. It <laughs> doesn't seem like something to write a song about or to tell anyone about. It's like, hey, remember when we kissed? I have a list about of it. You're on it. But, like, hey, I've got a list of the top three kisses of my life. Yeah. Right. You're on it. I'm not going to tell you what number, but you're on it. Yeah. That's, or, that's something to write a song about. I have a list of people that I'd Desperately love to kiss. Love to kiss. Mm-hmm. And you guess, have to guess be Guess what? <laughs> guess who's in spot number one? Yeah. It's you. Jedediah is a man who once was a boy. And he wrote down all his feelings in a diary to enjoy. Now he's reading it again, reading it for you. Maybe you'll recognize yourself too. Jedi Diaries, the Jedi Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now the song is through. One time I went to great lengths to get a record by Hall and Oates that I got signed by Hall. Hall. Just Hall. Just Hall. For some reason, the whole process just was very. It was a challenge. Why? I had to face... Just tracking Hall down? Just <laughs> getting the <laughs> through record. Through the city streets. Getting the right record. Getting to Hall. Yeah. <laughs> this was for my mom, by the way. Okay, it was a gift. Who I assumed. Your for gift, some reason, Your I, gift. Because I, your gift, your gift is on my list. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas list. Appropriate. It's December. Yeah. I got it from my mom because I thought she was a big Hall & Oates. I thought she was a huge Hall & Oates fan. <laughs> And I gave it to her at Christmas, and she's like, oh. She's like, oh, that's great. It's like, you love Hall & Oates, right? And she's like, yeah, they're okay. <laughs> what has she been like? I mean, I like I like, I like Hall & Oates, but I love Oates. <laughs> so thanks for nothing, son. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to week 48 of the Jedi Diaries. I am your host, Jedediah Baker. I'm Tori Puckett. What do you think it was? That led you to believe erroneously that your mom was a big Hall & Oates fan. Because I have a memory of being in the car with her mm-hmm. in Florida mm-hmm. around the turn of the century. <laughs> what? 1900. Oh, 2000. Yeah, the turn of this century. <laughs> we were going across like a land bridge. This is my memory. Okay. And the song Rich Girl came on by Hall & Oates. Do you know that one? I mean, I'm hesitant to sing it, but I'm going to give you what I imagine the lyrics to be. Mm-hmm. Let me know if any of the words are wrong. You're a rich girl, and that's all I have. Yeah, that's it. Okay. That's the one. 
And she, you can rely on the old man's money. Right. It's a bitch girl. And it's on too. Yeah. That's the one. Oh, it's a bitch girl. Yeah. But also you're a rich girl. Right. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not saying you're a bitch girl. He's saying it's, it's a, a bitch. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. What is? It's a bitch girl. And then he gets into the thing that is the bitch, but it, I don't remember it. Oh, okay. I was in the back of the car. The song came on and she was like, oh, me and my sorority sisters in college used to sing to this. Like there was some story about how this was their song yeah. and they sang to it. Yeah. And so whether that happened or not, I mean, I have a memory of that. When I mentioned it to my mom, she acted as if <laughs> maybe that was a false memory. Oh. But it's so specific. Well, but also her saying me and my sorority sisters listened to this song. Right does not equate i love hollow notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> so unless part of the memory is then her talking about how how important it was to her or mm-hmm. maybe you just you made a connect you heard it mm-hmm. you filed it away and over time the fact kind of it boiled down to in your memory as yeah my mother has great affection for hollow notes right also a lot of the music from that time I got from my mom. My mm. mom is a big Tears for Fears fan. Oh, so and am I. I. And I like Tears for Fears. Me too. I mean, they're 80s, Hall and Oates, 70s, 80s. But I like Hall and Oates very much. Between the story she told me and the fact that I like Hall and Oates, I was like, oh, okay, this is something I also got from my mom. Yeah. And I didn't. What was Hall like? When I met him? Yeah. Oh, he was nice. I suppose we'll never know what Oates was like. <laughs> no. Is he dead? No. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, Oates, if you're listening, give us a call at the tip line. <laughs> Tori's got a record that's about uh, 15, 15, 16 years old. He needs your signature on 802-851-9578. I think the record's only like um, seven years old. Turn of the century. I got the record signed because of the story that my mom told me at the turn of the century. Oh, sorry. I'm mixing up the timelines mm-hmm. here. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oats, the record's only seven years old. <laughs> November 27th. Today is Saturday. I practiced saxophone. Real Sex 7 is on. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do anything today. Good night. And then there's a series of five faces, Mm -hmm. smiley faces, and they look to be smiley, frowny, smiley, indifferent, and then just kind of the last face doesn't have a face. Really? So it's a circle. Are they a comment on the, the entry? I do believe that they are, I think. So the first sentence, today is Saturday, smiley face. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I practiced my saxophone, kind of a frowny face. Mm-hmm. Real Sex 7 is on. <laughs> Happy. Yeah. I didn't do anything today. No opinion. Yeah. Good night. Blank face. You've tried different things like this. Toying with the format. Yeah. Real Sex 7. I wonder if I'd seen Real Sex 1 through 6. How would I have known what was going on? Real Sex, for those of you who didn't grow up in the 90s with cable, how do you know what Real Sex is? Uh, Just from your house, watching it with you. (laughs) It was like an anthology show Mm -hmm. about sex. Just kind of like three or four segments, an episode, Mm -hmm. about sex toys or about a cat house. Yeah. It wasn't intended to be titillating. It was was a documentary. To us, it was titillating. Right, yeah. Because it was about sex. Yeah. But it was just kind of exploring and Mm -hmm. commenting on the topic of sex today Mm -hmm. in America. Yeah. Today being the 90s. (laughs) Right. November 28th. Arg! School tomorrow. Well, all good things come to an end. (laughs) 
Where do you think I picked that up from? I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Trying out a cliche. <laughs> About the weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to the Grand Union. Oh. Who cares? Hmm. I made Dad a Christmas pin for his B-Day. About a week late. I guess better late than never. I had my dad send me a photograph of that very pin that I gave him for his birthday. Oh, really? You want me to describe this? This is a, I mean, it's a pin with snow falling. Mm -hmm. Santa Mm -hmm. is waving to the camera, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And who is... Who is Santa? Who is Santa? It's me. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I like it. It's The pin is a photograph of me mm-hmm. that I have turned into, I am Santa. Mm-hmm. I have got a red Santa hat. I've got red Santa clothes, a belt. I'm holding a big sack and there's snow falling all around me. Mm-hmm. But what it is, what I actually am, what that is a photograph of is me holding a baseball bat. This is oh. from, from baseball. When oh. we played baseball. I'm in the perfect position to look like I'm holding a, a Santa sack. Yeah. I'm this... holding a bat behind my head as if I'm about, I'm looking you down. Mm-hmm. You're the pitcher mm-hmm. in this photograph. And I'm, I'm about to hit a home run. Anyway, the back says, Happy birthday, Dad! Exclamation point from Jed. A Christmas pin or ornament from Jatoma. The company we've mentioned before. Yeah. Jed Tori Matt. My dad says this is one of his most prized possessions. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, he loves it. Really? He says, quote, my most valuable possession. <laughs> he may be being hyperbolic. I don't think so. You know, one of my all-time favorite ornaments is a little button that Jed made um, of himself. With a little Santa Claus hat with white trim and a red hat and a little white ball at the end and a big uh, bushy white beard and a Santa Claus outfit complete with a belt and a big bag on his back of uh, toys. You can see his little face looking out from behind this big bushy beard with kind of a playful look and it's adorable i thought it was misplaced or perhaps thrown out with an old christmas tree accidentally one year because the following year i couldn't i couldn't find it and uh it was terrible it was it was just horrifying thinking that that little button was you know not where it should be I guess you're confronted with the real experience of meaning when you possess one of these little articles, you know, from from someone that you love dearly. You know, the article itself, as far as when it comes to traditional worth, uh, is, is really not worth much at all. But when you consider meaning and interpret its worth through the lens of meaning, it's worth everything. Uh, Grand Union, your place of employment some years later. When was that? When did I... When did you work there? Yeah, it was one summer that I had a job at the Grand Union, which is a... was a grocery store chain. It was 98. Okay, so I was 17. Do you work the graveyard shift? the overnight shift. Oh my God. I... at the beginning of that summer, 
I had an opportunity to work at a restaurant in Johnson, mm-hmm. which is a couple towns over. What restaurant? Plumman, Maine. Oh. Owned by our friend Lyman's parents. Mm-hmm. Or this job at the Grand Union, stocking shelves overnight. Why did you go for that one? I don't know. I didn't have a car. Yeah. So I, I could walk to this job. Yeah. And, you know, it was new. It was money. It was local. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be quite so physically devastating as it was. <laughs> yeah. I was young and I was dumb. So I took this. I decided to take the job at the Grand Union. And it was me and two other guys. <laughs> like an, a shorter kind of older bald man with glasses and like a bigger guy with a, with a beard. Yeah. And... We literally just would show up when the Grand Union closed. My God. Go into the back, uh-huh. bring out all the pallets of, of goods, <laughs> and stock them on the shelves. And somehow, that summer, I had the erroneous belief that if something was fat-free, it meant you could eat as much of it as you wanted, <laughs> and it wouldn't have any effect on your body. Yeah. So... Many of the nights. Well, in your defense, I think this was at the tail end of the low-fat craze. <laughs> okay, this was a cultural thing. I don't think you were alone in thinking that low-fat equaled... Healthy. Yeah. So many a night during our break, I would pick up a bag of peach rings, that candy. <laughs> yeah. And Probably chock full of sugar, by the way, mm-hmm. which and... we now know is way worse than fat. <laughs> and... A tub, not even a pint, a thing of fat-free ice cream. And I would eat them. <laughs> really? That would be my, like, middle-of-the-night meal. Oh, my God. I don't know if you remember. I got, like, pretty fat that summer. <laughs> did you? Yeah, of course I did. I was doing minimal physical effort in the middle of the night. I was yeah. eating tons of sugar-laden, fat-free nonsense. And yeah. I was sleeping all day. I mean, stocking shelves sounds a little demanding physically. <laughs> it's not. Okay. It isn't. Perhaps my arm muscles got a little bit better. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was so I was like, I was yeah. unhealthy in multiple ways. That sounds that very summer. unhealthy. You kicked me and Josie out of Grand Union once when you were working. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Because you guys, you guys came and you were, you were like tossing things about. Yeah. And the baskets. <laughs> you could have got me fired. I never apologized for that. I'm sorry. Because we ended up tossing things. <laughs> And I think we dropped a pudding and it went everywhere. <laughs> that was the inciting event. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> November 29th. It is late. It is 10.32. Yipes! <laughs> I made up some new comic book characters. Zavars, Zanaz, David, and Bongo. <laughs> Or Mimas. It's late. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you remember about those comic book characters we all know and love? I think I remember this comic. This was well into our, uh, or this was the height of, I should say, our comic book making phase. And I really, I don't recall being, I was never as interested in it as you and Matt were. Right. But this was my, like, we were turning my, this is my one foray. I think this was. Starry Nights. This this sounds like Starry Nights to me. Knights, K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Do you get it? They were like Space Nights. <laughs> right. And as far as I recall, if I can remember, I don't think I ever got it farther than the cover. Mm-hmm. But in my imagination, it's, it's just a sort of a generic guy and a girl. Mm-hmm. One of them's got a sword, maybe. One of them has hair that goes over one of their eyes. <laughs> yeah. There is a big, strong man with a mohawk. And sunglasses behind them. 
And then like a little furry fellow with arms. Mm-hmm. Like just a little, like a dribble with, with a face and arms. I can imagine the cover. <laughs> and they're standing on a sort of platform. <laughs> yeah. They're just standing on a platform in space and it says Starry Nights above them. That's it. That's my comic. I can't tell you anything more than that. They mm-hmm. they never had any adventures. <laughs> yeah. I, I got as far as making them up and then that's where I stopped. Well, we rarely made it beyond the cover and <laughs> the, the, the splash page. <laughs> Like that big opening page. Yeah, those were the exciting things to create. We often very quickly moved on to the next thing. The tedium of world building. <laughs> yeah, forget it. God, that was our homeroom. Home. That that's how we spent. That's how I spent our homeroom. <laughs> uh, I could have been doing homework during that time. The homework that I failed to do every night. I could have just knocked out in homeroom. No, you have more important things to do. <laughs> yeah. November thirtieth. I took a bath. But bath is crossed out. Shower yesterday. <laughs> the need for accuracy. <laughs> Do you think I just kind of was just on autopilot? And yeah. I, I knew I'd had some kind of cleansing related activity <laughs> yeah. the day before and just kind of put bath because that's what I'd been used to. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, no. Wait I a take, minute. I take showers now sometimes. <laughs> I really am. I, I kind of, when I started taking showers i thought i was going to leave bats behind mm-hmm. but i have been dipping in and yeah. out it, i don't seem to have settled on one or the other no dad got a new playboy he says he canceled his subscription <laughs> that's the that's the last one yeah right <laughs> painting your dad to be like a playboy addict <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he says he did. I know, I could have said dad canceled his subscription just believing what he says. <laughs> right. But I choose to, you know, report the news, which is, I don't know for sure that he did. <laughs> All I know, uh, the only fact I can tell you is that he says he did. Yeah. And in case that wasn't enough to make you understand that I don't buy it, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, right. <laughs> if, I, if I know dad like I think I do. There's no way. There'll be another Playboy coming a month from today. (laughs) That definitely happened. It wasn't something that I was telling Jed to some, trying to deceive him somehow while I kept Playboy magazine all to myself. Um, As I remember it, I was, you know, becoming more and more seriously involved with my girlfriend uh, who is now my lovely wife of 23 years, my wife, Ellen. And at the time, I felt it just might be kind of uncomfortable to have uh, a subscription to Playboy magazine because it might somehow maybe make her feel insulted or slighted or or uncomfortable in some way, and it just wasn't worth it. So I canceled the subscription. Animaniacs was a rerun. I had a crappy morning. Oh. It sucked. Oh, no. Do you remember what happened on November 30th, 1993 at school? What day day of the week was this? That would be a... Considering it's two days after All Good Things Came to an End. Oh, right. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. If I ever needed your big, beautiful brain... It's right now. I need it. I need it right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why that morning was crappy. Okay. That's okay. You might not have known. 
at the time. You right. Could, you could be reaching back for a memory that you just simply do not have. Never made. Yeah. Yeah. I may have silently suffered <laughs> yeah. in my crappy morning. But yeah. let's let's conjecture what could have given me a crappy morning. Morning, specifically. The morning sucked. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was trying to bring my comic book characters to life mm-hmm. and just failing at it. And I looked over at you and Matt doing your brilliant just comics out. Yeah. yeah and and just kind of felt like wow i really am talentless <laughs> that's possible and you wouldn't know about it because i probably would have kept that to myself that's true i could have been teased mm-hmm. picked on mm-hmm. maybe i just felt lousy i remember around this time i spent a lot of time before i went to school on my hair i remember standing in front of the mirror focusing on my hair trying to get it just right I look back and I don't know what I was going for. <laughs> I mean, what what could you possibly have been doing to it? Were you putting stuff in it? I was putting stuff in it. Okay. I was styling it. I desperately wanted like floppy straight hair, <laughs> which I didn't have. And uh, who were you like JTT? I answered. Yeah, I yeah. That out. I wanted a bowl cut, for example. You don't have the right hair for that. Oh, of course, and it was devastating. <laughs> but uh, I remember spending a lot. Of my dad yelling like, "It's time to go!" And he being like, "Just that menace." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, squirting another like <laughs> super hold, <yeah. laughs> um, another sustained squirt of hair gel <laughs> directly to the top of your head. <laughs> but I remember spraying it on, and then like after I'd achieved what I was going for, uh, you know, heading out the door and making myself late for school. Nothing was more frustrating and set me up for a bad day or a crappy morning than if I had to leave the bathroom before I'd achieved what I wanted to achieve. Were you going for the same thing every day? I don't know why you couldn't just kind of come up with a routine, a sustainable routine that you just repeated. My hair is complicated. Yeah. I don't know if I was always going for the same thing. I assume I was, but I think the path to getting there was always different. Um, <laughs> you needed time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Gary or no. So I don't know if you're having a bad hair day. <laughs> I don't remember caring that much about my hair. Mm-hmm. But I did take a shower yesterday. Yeah. So perhaps I, I took one late at night and I slept on it funny. And I, <laughs> I, I got to school and my hair was all like I had a cowlick that I didn't know about. Yeah. And I was like, I feel dumb. Mm-hmm. I feel like I look like a big dummy. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to ruin a morning. Yeah, it is. Perhaps as I was walking out the door. Yeah. On my way to school, dad leaned out and said, by the way, I canceled my Playboy subscription. <laughs> and I had to like just deal with that all morning. <laughs> Feeling really bummed out about that. <laughs> I mean, I suppose we'll never know. Yeah. Also, for a seventh grader to have a crappy morning is probably one of the easiest things in the world yeah. as well. Oh, so yeah. It could have been literally nothing. I'm sure you're right. I'm surprised it's even worth commenting on. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's what makes it mm-hmm. exceptional or notable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Out of a lifetime of crappy mornings. Mm-hmm. Why did I write about this one? Mm hmm. December 1st, 24 days till (laughs) X-Mass. I saw Top Secret on HBO. It was funny. Mom's talking on the phone. (laughs) Mom's friends came over for dinner. (laughs) We focused on the crappy morning, but your mention of your mom talking on the phone reminds us that we should take with a grain of salt. (laughs) Should be careful before we give undue attention to anyone no, let's thing. really get into that why would i write that down <laughs> <sighs> top secret top secret i just saw it again it's 25 years oh. since top secret came out yeah 
No, it can't be true. No, it came out in the eighties. Thirty years. It's some kind of top secret anniversary this year. It's the anniversary of me seeing it. Maybe it's at the least. thirty. Oh. It might be thirty, thirty-five, perhaps. Maybe thirty-five. Let me look it up. Nineteen eighty-four. So it's not okay. actually a top secret anniversary. Well, it's the thirty-fourth. In, in that every year is the anniversary of the year Top Secret came out. <laughs> right. I loved it then. I just saw it at the Alamo Draft House. Oh, did you? Um, a couple months ago. Oh. And it really holds up. It's mm-hmm. very, very funny. Yeah. It was a fl- I, I didn't do well back then. People didn't take to it the way they took the airplane. I feel like it's become a, one of those cult, cult classics. Mm-hmm. Top Secret is a parody of like Elvis mm-hmm. adventure spy films starring a very young, very handsome Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, 24 days till Christmas, Mm -hmm. it's December. Yeah. We made it to December. December 1st. The countdown is now. Now you can... This is when you crack open an advent calendar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not two weeks ago. (laughs) Right. Now you can start counting down to Christmas. Mm -hmm. Now it's appropriate. December 2nd. I took a shower. Janina sat by me and Jim. Shut up, Josie. It is 9.36. Mom went to New Hampshire and saw Hillary Clinton. Oh. Ski program starts soon. X-Mass in 23 days. God, we're back to the ski program. We've made it full. We've come around again. I can't Winter, believe it. Winter's back. A lot going on in this on this day, on this yeah. Thursday in December. I didn't know where to start. Yeah. An embarrassment of riches. <laughs> Janina sitting next to you in gym. Oh, big deal. I don't know why we're sitting in gym, but... <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was just for an instant. Mm-hmm. We must have been watching the other students yeah. to participate. Yeah. Sort of like a, it was a thing only a few people could do at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Janina. Now, I've mentioned Janina before, right? Yeah. I haven't mentioned Janina in terms of my feelings for her. That's right. Right? You have It's always been through the lens of someone else's feelings for yeah. her. I think we extrapolated. Yeah. This is the start of something, I think. Mm-hmm. Janina sat by me in gym, and I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. So there's been a couple of times this week when I've written down things that are not important <laughs> yeah. this week and every week. <laughs> but this, I think, I wrote down because it was important. Yeah, Janina is a girl who I had a huge crush on. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because she sat by me in gym. I don't think so. You think I had the crush before this? Definitely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's why it's notable. The girl I have a crush on sat next to, sat next to me. And yeah. Um, and then this very interesting addressing Josie directly. I know. In you... the middle of an entry. Shut up, Josie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's because I was imagining him reading it. I think it was just there's an imagined. Like a Josie voice in your head. Yeah. As the author. I wrote this sentence down and it had this kind of uncontrollable, I heard Josie picking on me mm-hmm. for liking a girl. Why would Shut Up Josie follow from my set next to Janina and Jim? Perhaps as I said that in my head, I heard, ooh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Kind of teasing ooh. I suppose it is taking a gamble. It's like when Josie inevitably breaks into my diary <laughs> right. and is reading this entry, he's going to be freaked the hell out when I address him directly <laughs> yeah. as he's making a, a derisive sound about yeah. me. <laughs> I imagine you imagining him like dropping the diary in horror. How could he have possibly know? Looking around, his mind breaking. I mean, that's good. I'm, I'm proud of myself for 
laying that trap, <laughs> even though it may never have been sprung. What was Hillary Clinton doing in New Hampshire? In late 93. And this was in the midst of her big healthcare push, which we know. Oh, so she's like... Collapsed. Oh, it did? No, yeah. Nothing, nothing was nothing. changed. Why did it collapse? The Republicans? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like them. There was a commercial... But she's, this is her first year as first lady, first lady. So this is her, like she spent the first half, you know, the first six months of this, of his administration, maybe like kind of figuring out what she's going to focus on. She's decided it's healthcare. And now she's on this kind of listening tour or this. I imagine it was a promotional tour almost. So she was tasked by the president with sort of leading this healthcare charge. But a lot of people at the time were like, she's the first lady. Who does she think she is? It is the job of the first lady to decorate the White House oh. and support the president. Oh. It is not their job to work on policy, oh, why not? work on or promote policy. But she was a politician of her, she had her own. Oh, she was very accomplished yeah. and capable, you know, but it was, I was about to say a different time, although. <laughs> God, we've been awful forever. <laughs> yeah. So she was doing this healthcare push. There's this famous commercial, this notorious commercial in which this older couple, elderly couple, are sitting at the kitchen table trying to make sense of their healthcare bill. Yeah. They talk about the bureaucracy and how nothing makes sense. And ever since government took over healthcare, we can't oh, figure is, out our bills. This is anti. This was anti. <laughs> I wasn't sure. And a lot of people, I mean, it was a number of things. There's no one thing, but a lot of people point to this ad as being extremely effective wow. in sinking this healthcare thing that's a real bummer poor hillary i know it was a huge colossal catastrophe not her plan but what ended up happening with it you think my mom remembers this i would think so maybe hillary clinton was doing something else entirely but (laughs) (laughs) shopping Aren't there no taxes in New Hampshire? Yeah. Yeah. She was just buying liquor. Buying cigarettes in New Hampshire. (laughs) (laughs) And ferrying them over the Massachusetts border. Yeah, she did just see Hillary Clinton. She may have (laughs) saw her at the the store. (laughs) December 3rd. I saw much ado about nothing. It was really stupid. Laura Lee Billings said Crystal likes me. Sean said Hillary likes me. Yuck. Rude. Mm-hmm. What an ungrateful bastard I am mm-hmm. to just to exclaim yuck at this news. Mm-hmm. Two of our classmates mm-hmm. telling me that two different girls like me. Mm-hmm. Girls I don't like, <laughs> but girls that like me nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, all we have here as proof, kind of like when dad, I reported that dad said he mm-hmm. was canceling the subscription. Right. All we have here is that some people said some other people yeah. liked me. From the diary alone, without going to the sources, we don't actually know this for sure. That's true. All we know is that I didn't, I didn't like this. Mm-hmm. So much of what we know, this is like getting back to what we were talking about at the top of the episode, mm-hmm. is relayed to us by other people. We have to, in some cases, just assume it's true. Mm-hmm. In our day-to-day lives, we place so much trust in the reports of others mm-hmm. because we can't be there to experience everything. Yeah, Almost everything we know is secondhand information. And when we're getting firsthand information, when someone is telling us how they feel, there is already inherent within that exchange 
the possibility of so much misunderstanding. Oh, Jesus. So when you're getting it secondhand, I mean, you're getting a paraphrase. Like one person is having to internalize and understand what someone said, <laughs> which they may not do. Right. And then they're having to... They have to re- recon- reconstitute it yeah. as new information to provide. Yeah. And also, I say, we don't know that Laura Lee or Sean said this to me. Right. This may be third or fourth degree information. <laughs> That's true. All I'm writing is that this person said this person likes me. Mm-hmm. But I don't. we don't know that they said it to me. They could have said it to you. They mm-hmm. could have said it to someone else who said it to you who said it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many degrees of separation yeah. here. Which allows us to do so much. It allows us to choose what we wish to believe, mm-hmm. really. So you can't always be sure that what people tell you is true. <laughs> right. But what we're about to say <laughs> is definitely true. Yeah. Tori, tell the people that the good news. It is December now, which means we're in the last month of this podcast. At the end of the month, the final episode, week 52... We will be doing a live show. That's right. A live podcast recording in Morrisville, Vermont. That's right. At People's Academy, where half of this diary took place. Mm -hmm. We're bringing it home. We're bringing it home. It's going to be happening at 6 p.m. on Sunday, December 30th, in the auditorium at People's Academy in Morrisville, Vermont. You're all invited. Please come. Mm -hmm. There will be pizza. Mm Mm-hmm. There will probably be pizza. (laughs) There will definitely be the both of us. Yeah, we'll be there. And our parents will be there and our families. It's going to be really excited. I'm super nervous. Yeah. Uh, We've never done anything like this before, but we've never done anything like this before. And look at us now. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go for it. Details on our our Facebook page. Seriously, please come out. It's going to be, it's going to be something. Yeah, it will be something. And it's free. And it's free. So... You know who, who it wouldn't matter whether or not it was it was free or not to. Who? A rich girl. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far. Cause you know it don't matter anyway. Say money, money won't get you too far, get you too far. Jedda Diaries, the Jedda Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now this episode is through.